Today, we have a very exciting episode for you, especially if you are in the Bachelor Nation. I'm talking with the lovebirds Ashley Iconetti and Jared Haben from The Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. We're talking their epic journey from friends to, quote, weird friends, their words, not mine, to ultimately getting engaged. Their wedding is in 307 days, in case you're counting. You can check out behind the scenes photos of Jared and Ashley from the episode on Let's Mend and Ellen Huerta on Instagram. All right, let's get on the mend. So I want to um, I want to talk about your relationship journey because I think it's so interesting and I think it really resonates with a lot of people. Um, like the idea of balancing friendship and, and love and how you do that and how that changes and evolves over time. But I wanted to go back a little bit into your own history, your relationship history, and ask you what the first relationship experience was that you had that really shaped you, whether it was like your first big crush or like first breakup. Like, do you have something that sticks out to you? (laughs) (laughs) We love talking about our past (laughs) before each other. I'm being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> Wait, that shaped us individually or shaped us shaped as a Shaped us individually. Couple? Shaped you individually. You go first. Me? Ah, uh, that shaped me. I think... I think it was probably my entire first relationship. So I started... My first girlfriend I was until 19, and we dated for about four years. And I think throughout that relationship, even from the beginning to the very end, taught me a lot about what it means to be a boyfriend, a future husband, to be in a committed relationship. I think throughout that time, I grew a lot of self-confidence because I was never really a confident guy in high school. And so, like, even at 19, she had to ask me out, and that's how we started dating. Mm. And I think... It taught me a lot about being more secure in myself, how to talk to girls, how to um, gain more self-confidence, like dress better, uh, try to make myself a better human, whether it be learning a musical instrument or, you know, at school studying harder, doing better in class, uh, things of that nature. And then even in the breakup process of when her and I ended, it was just a learning curve of of what I wanted, um, you know, uh, what it takes to make a relationship work, the sacrifice and compromise that two people must have in order to be in a very loving and happy relationship. And I think I learned a lot about that during the breakup and post-breakup as well. So that was kind of what started shaping me more into the man that I am now. I think that was the first time. Um, For me, it was more of a crush than it was a relationship. And it was like my early 20s, mid 20s. And it was like very, it wasn't even, I wouldn't even call it dating as much as it was called just like casual here or there. And it definitely meant way more to me than it it was to him. And uh, I I think like what I learned most about it was mostly in hindsight. And that it was so much infatuation when I thought it was total love but I was really just in love with the idea of someone. Mm. And then you step out of it and I meet somebody like Jared and I realize that that isn't love at all. And it taught me 
he kind of has so many qualities that now I see the opposite in Jared. And I'm like, oh no, like you were just blinded in that, but you mm. didn't realize that there wasn't any true compatibility. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're infatuated with somebody, you start <clears throat> connecting dots where there aren't any. And so yeah. it's kind of the, this might be a bad analogy, but like we watched This Is Us last night and people yeah. are so infatuated with Jack Pearson, who's played by Milo Ventimiglia. Mm. And I think people just immediately assume that Milo is exactly like Jack Pearson and they start connecting yeah. like, no, he he's exactly like this and this. And so like yeah. for somebody who's like infatuated with somebody, I think you just start believing that they are something that they aren't. And then when you start ripping down those layers of yeah. who that person actually is and you start finding out that they might have worse tendencies than you were led to believe um i think that's the scary part of infatuation that ashley might yeah. be oh yeah it was can be disappointing right oh it's it was, like wait who are you oh yeah it was so disappointing because like at first it's like the physical attraction and then you see that you have like a lot you have some shared interests and all yeah. of a sudden he's like your perfect guy mm-hmm. but yeah. it's no i've actually had a tendency of that like I've had a couple times where I've like fell for guys that I thought had really great shared interests with me. Yeah. And then I was like, this stuff goes way beyond just interests. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like meeting your not celebrity crush, but somebody that you've always looked up to as a celebrity. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, they must be like this. Like, right. Yeah. And then you realize they're just human like totally. everybody else. Like if I met yeah. Tom Brady, I'd be like, oh, my God, he must be the nicest guy ever. And he'd be so nice. And like, I'm sure he is. But like, yeah. God forbid if you meet him and then it's and then it's right. everything you thought he wasn't. It's kind of like that. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like infatuation can be a little bit. Um, it's just it's a little bit dangerous. Like they've done they've done research on love relationships and it, I actually think this is what I'm about to say is one of the reasons why your relationship is so special is that like when you first meet someone, there's a basically like a two year period where you're infatuated and that's like two the, years, yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. seems a little lengthy. <laughs> I know this. No, it's just like you're in the honeymoon phase for like you're, two years. It's like passion. It's called like passionate romantic love mm, and it's yeah. very chemical. Like yeah. you have all of these like crazy hormones going back and forth and you feel like you're like on drugs basically. Mm. Like you're just in a heightened state. Yeah. Um, and obviously not like necessarily the full two years, but you're definitely in that phase. And then it transforms hopefully like ideally most people hope that it transforms into this more it's called like companion love where um it's just a different type of intimacy and you still have like the spikes of passion and you're obviously like still attracted to the person but it's a more mature love and it's grounded in more than just like pure chemistry Mm -hmm. so because we've known each other for three over three years now i feel like we're almost in the in-between because i had that craziness of course when i first met him right and now i feel like it's just like a mix of both where we have that calm you know companion thing but we also have all the like the cutesy things that we do constantly that's what's special i feel like Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the best of both worlds right like you guys are best friends but also in love when i yeah Yeah. well what i was going to say is that i think our relationship is just very unique because we were really close friends for two and a half years before we started dating and it was like this up and down where we've had these spikes of romanticism in our relationship and our friendship and then went back down to friendship and then we never were really on and off though it was Mm -hmm. like our first season of paradise and we were kind of seeing if things worked out and then we started hanging out a little outside of it and that's when it started progressing into 
like more of a um, casual dating, mm-hmm. and then it went back to friendship for about a two, year and a half. Yeah, almost two like, years, yeah. and then it went like, years. and then it transformed from friendship into relationship. And I think in those few months, it was this weird, wonderful dynamic where it was, I'm so comfortable being around you because we're my best yeah. friend, but it was also this puppy love syndrome where it was this spike in intimacy and um infatuation yeah Yeah. and chemistry Mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about the journey um i i just rewatched the video the story of us video which i love it's like a roller coaster of emotion means a lot to us yeah that's like two million it's so sweet um i'm sure everyone listening to this has already watched it but if you haven't definitely watch it um it reminds me yeah it reminds me of um even mentioned when harry met sally at the end but it really reminds me of the in-between scenes in when harry met sally where the couples are sitting on the couch was Was that what they modeled it off oh yeah i loved it that's my favorite movie yeah it's one of ours too so oh absolutely it was um, i mean it's perfect for you guys yeah it's very near and dear to our hearts and uh and so when ashley came up with the idea of doing the story of us we wanted to make it very similar to those scenes yeah because we just if there was ever going to be a time for us to sit down and really kind of just open up about everything right. that's happened over the past few years, we wanted to really mimic the scenes that did that when Harry met Sally, and then more specifically the last scene between Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, right? Um, where it's them sitting on the couch finally and talking about how huh, twelve years and three months later we got married. Right. Um, so we even had the same wallpaper in the background that Billy Crystal and Meg oh, Ryan wow. have behind them in the movie. That's why it felt so similar. Okay, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to uh, I want to ask you a question about when you first met because you said something in the video that I thought was really interesting, which was that you guys were pretty different mm-hmm. and like maybe different from people that you had been with in the past. And I think a lot of people have the idea or they're told or given the advice that they should have like a list of like these are the qualities of the person and this is what they should be like and um, they sort of have an I- ideal of what the person will be like that they're going to end up with and sometimes you end up with someone who's different from that. So I'm curious, um, now that you guys have met and you're together, do you agree with that? And I mean, it sounds like you both maybe ended up with people who were different in personality than people you had dated in the past. Um, when we were on our first season of Bachelor in Paradise, Tenley Molzon called what I had to Jared a whimsical attachment, which <laughs> meant he would came into your life for a reason because even if you don't end up with him, which is not the way it worked out in this case, but her real definition of the term is you meet somebody who shows you traits that you didn't even know that you needed to have in a partner. Mm. And so Jared, when I met him, like I, I came up with a whole bunch of things that I never thought I, that were never on my list that I now knew needed to be on my list. Like what? Well, compassion and, <coughs> well, I always thought, I think I said compassion and sensitivity, but I think I now needed to put it up at the top of my list. And then 
passion. I don't think passion was ever on my list, which is wacky. But when he talks about his favorite things, like he gets so crazy into it. Like just even when we were in the car on the way here, listening to Hans Zimmer, he gets like fired up. And I need somebody who's going to get fired up about stuff. And to that point, I don't think I'd ever had that like yeah. guys were like too mellow when they talk about the things that they like and yeah. when I talk about the things that I like I'm so engaged right. and into it and that was very important to me hmm. and, interesting yeah and then I don't know there's just some secret element about Jared's personality that I needed to find in because I find that I'm I'm like I'm your type well, he's also my type physically mm-hmm. and I mean well, not even, yeah. no, no, no 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 totally he definitely well, two, there's like two parts of this question for yeah. me, two answers for me. One, he did have me uh, discover different traits that I needed in somebody. But then he also fit my type, which is mm. kind of why it worked so well. Yeah. Because I was like not afraid to like dive into a different type because he was my type. But then he had even more than my my type. Right? Yeah. But physically, he was my type. Personality-wise, just like a nice demeanor comfortable, easy to talk to, all that stuff. It's always been my type. Just like a friendly... Well, thank you. A friendly... I, don't, I always say like upbeat person, but yeah. I don't know what the right tendency is. Positive? No, optimistic? No, he's not that positive or optimistic. Mm. I'm which, a little... I'm a, I'm a pessimist. Yeah, he is. Totally we balance each other there. But he like has just like a nice friendly demeanor is yeah. really what I've always gone for. Yeah, I think... Um, Disposition. And you know what? I... I, I I learned that from um, one of my good body, uh, good buddies from back home. He lives in Los Angeles now, Robbie. Um, Ashley, you've never met him, no. but he actually taught me a lot of social skills about how to treat people in a social environment, how to include everybody, make eye contact, compliment people. Like yeah. I remember I never really started doing that until I started hanging out with him because he is such a social butterfly. He'd go up to people and be like, hey, what's up? You know, hey, I'm Robbie. Wow, I really like that necklace. That's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. And people would be like, wow, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Oh, wow. And then I remember when we were hanging out one time, and I was like, man, you are so complimentary. And he's like, yeah, people love to be complimented. Like, it makes them feel more comfortable around you. I've just had a tendency to always do that. I like making people feel comfortable around me. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I should start doing that. So I, I would always just like, be like, wow, I really like that. Or, oh, that, that's really cool. Um, and so I always try to actively be as warm as I can yes. within a social environment, depending on the situation. And all We've had... Uh, most most of the time, it's only been recently, but we'll have you know quote unquote fan interactions that are fan of the show and yeah. just know who we are, um, where they're not as warm to me, so maybe I'm not being as warm to them back. Uh. Um, but uh, that's a completely different subject. Um, but with in terms of like my my type, Ashley physically is definitely my type. I even told her when she got out of the limo how attractive. Uh, I thought she was from the get-go. Look but at him turn- smiling. <laughs> like, yeah. can't even oh, it's straight true. face. Oh, yeah. I remember when we walked out of the limo. I was like, yeah. that girl's sexy. Um, <laughs> and in seeing you in person, you were way prettier than, even in person when we were on TV. Um, you were in your like little white yeah. tank top with your pony yeah. up. You're looking good. Beach glow. Um, it's glowy. Beach glowy, excuse me. But uh, if I'm being honest, Ashley was a complete opposite of a person that I thought I'd end up with and I think that's why it was really difficult for me to get over this this hump of just diving into a relationship with her because you know I'd always seen myself 
um, with a girl who was uh, shy and quiet and, um, you know, didn't fangirl over boys and um, was more, not grounded, because Ashley's very grounded, it's a bad way of describing it, but less dramatic, um, maybe a little less emotional, somebody who's more, uh, you know, maybe in the hipster scene, you know, because those are just girls that I always hung out with and I always got along with and enjoyed being around and girls that I even kind of dated. And then, but there's always this, you're kind of scared about a girl like me too. Oh, totally. Like a girl that was so willing to just like put everything out there and so yeah. upfront and It's blunt. powerful. It's yeah. very powerful, but as a guy, for at least myself, it was very intimidating because you just, especially in the beginning, you just, it was like walking on class sometimes because I was like, I don't want to say anything that's going to make her feel bad enough to either start crying or or um, just not be able to handle it, you know? Because mm. there'd be times we had conversations early on and I could tell how uncomfortable you were. And I was like, I don't want to make you feel any more uncomfortable than you are right I, now. I actually have a question about that. Sure. I thought that was a really sweet moment when you guys were talking about, I, I guess you sort of considered it like your first date, where um, you said you felt really shy and sort of like, I always felt shy around him from the very beginning. Yeah, and like really that's nervous. What would happen whenever I like someone. Yeah, like I, my big personality would just retreat. Yeah. yeah, and then he said he felt so comfortable immediately. Yeah, I was like very confused why he says that. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm still very Our confused. first day in paradise, I remember thinking because I was, she asked me on the date, and I remember being a little nervous about going on the date because I was still unsure about my feelings towards not only Ashley but I mean the, he knew me for 12 hours the entire <laughs> bachelor process you know you kind of get yeah. thrown because we had been on each one season prior and then we're thrown into this new bachelor in paradise show and we just got there and everything is so heightened and so fast you know it's all of a sudden like you get to know someone for a few hours and boom let's go on a date yeah and I was like oh Jesus like do I go on the date do I do I just want to hang out here should I you know, if I'm confused, should I say no? And it's just, you know, and then all of a sudden everything's on camera and TV and, and you're like, God, I don't want to look like an asshole. And am I being an asshole right now? If I say no, should I just go and, and fake it or should I just whatever? And all like, I overthink everything in my life. And so one of the producers actually was like, listen, just have fun, relax. Don't overthink it. It's a date. It's not like a one-on-one, -on -one, cause the one-on-one -on -one in the bachelorette is very different than bachelor in paradise where the day on the bachelorette one-on-one, -on -one, you have to be like, you have to be on the entire time and mm. like, listen, this is, might be the only time you see her during the week. So like, you got to let her know how you feel, what you're thinking, where you're at, go for it, blah, blah, blah. And in paradise, it's different. Cause it's like, just get to know the person, yeah. relax. Cause guess what? You're going to come back and you're still going to hang out with her on the beach. Right. And so, so that's why I was like, okay, yeah, let's just have fun. And so we were in the little doom buggy together and I remember the conversation was just flowing and it was super easy to talk to you. And I, 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 I didn't really, th I didn't think that you were that nervous, and because we were just, I was a little less nervous in the dune buggy, but I was really nervous just talking to you the day before and like after the date, really. Yeah, but I'm, I think on the date I was like, okay, there's no other distractions. He he can't really pay attention to anyone but me right now. 
Yeah, and it it was honestly it just went so well. I remember thinking that it's like, wow, that that was really fun. That was great. It's, I didn't think he felt like that. <laughs> oh yeah, it was super easy. It's funny how you can have such different interpretations of how mm-hmm. a first date went or how you know your first interaction went. Um, <clears throat> when you guys described sort of the process of falling in love, you described it very much as like falling in love, like falling hard. Mm-hmm. And you described it as a slow build. And I think it is common for people to kind of be like one or the other or somewhere in between. Um, and what is, I think, really amazing about what you guys have done is that you had different styles of getting there, but you ended up like very much in love and together and at the same destination, but just took different paths. And I think a lot of people struggle because they fall really hard for someone who has the slow build personality or they're a slow build person and they, you know, are with someone who has fallen hard and they're trying to balance it. So like what are like what are the lessons that you learned and how did you make that work for people who are struggling to balance that with someone who has a different style. Okay, so I have so much to say. <laughs> Mainly because he was always that fall hard fast type. Mm. And I would always, that first year of knowing each other, be like trying to convince him to like just give it a whirl, like give it time. Yeah. Even though I'm also always been like the fall fast and hard type. But for some reason, I just really felt like he needed to build it with me. Yeah. And he resisted it for so long. Yeah. Well, I think also for me, a lot of people are like, what was wrong? What was stopping you? She's perfect. She's amazing. And I'm like, I know. I know she's perfect. I know she's amazing. It's not a slow build because I I lack feelings towards Ashley. It's a slow build because I need to get over whatever's going on in my head, whether it be my insecurities about the person that I am, the doubts I have about the future, yeah. or the fears more more specifically. I think I've always been scared about committing to the future with somebody because not because I don't want to spend the rest of my life with somebody specifically Ashley, but more so scared because am I going to be the person that I hope I can be? Like I, I think I've always just doubted myself in, the, in a way that has been scared to commit to someone because I'm scared of letting them down. Yeah. And especially as a guy, you know, growing up in a society where I've seen my dad provide for my family so much. And that's just the way society's grown up, specifically on the East Coast, where it's like the man who's like providing. Yeah. And so, like, I think I've always been hesitant because I'm still very confused about the person that I am or the future I want for myself. And like in this lost state, and it's just like, you know, I get scared sometimes that, you know, maybe I'm not not even at that place but like just not the guy that she thinks I am well that's like the most obscene thing he says it all the time but like that's the the guy that I see you as well because it's like I know who you are like your character and I also know the flaw that you're talking about but that has nothing to do with like how I see you and what kind of human and soul you are well I think you just because you don't know what like you want to do in life well i also think like it was instilled for me from a very young age from being not a popular kid in high school and perhaps maybe an overweight one as well where i just know that there's always going to be someone better and so and i do this like she i always say that she heightens guys but if i'm being fair i do the exact same thing where i see somebody and i'm like 
you should be with them. He's better than me. Like, he's just better than me. Mm, so and not in a bad way. I'm very yeah. confident in the man that I am. Yeah. I don't want to mistake that. I don't want this to be a pity party because there are things that I'm very confident about myself. Yeah. But there are also times where I see other people and I'm like, like, am I as good as them? Because I'm not sure if I am. And that is a terrifying thought. Yeah. Because you just don't want, you know, to feel like you're always being outmatched by someone else. But it's just kind of in my nature to feel that way. But here's the thing, like, I've, you know, the good thing about me is that when my back is against the wall, I act, even yeah. if, you know, sometimes it's, it's much later than it should have been. Yeah. I want to, I definitely want to get to that point and sort of like one of the main turning points. You guys had so many like turning points and like interesting twists and turns, um, but there was one period that you guys described where you were sort of, I think you described it, you were in like a weird friendship state. Um, and I actually like wrote down what you had said. You you were describing, Jared, you were describing sort of the state that you were in. And you described it was like a rainy day that was just continuing mm -hmm. on. But now you're able to see that you can have sunny days. Does that tie into what you were talking about that contributed to like the slow build? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just more of a comfortability thing. Like, yeah. I'm very... He likes... He, you know, how there's, like, that diagram that's, yeah. like, um, your comfort zone and, like, what happens out of your comfort zone is, like, the magic, right? The magic yeah. happens out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Jared is, like, always up until maybe me. Yeah. been okay with living in the comfort zone and not discovering the magic mm -hmm. that is outside? No. I think I'm afraid. I think I'm just a person that can live very contently and very comfortably. And I think a big pa part of that is just, yeah, my fear of failure. Where, like, if I stay yeah. in my comfort zone, I'm not going to fail. But if right. I go for something and fail, um, you know, it's scary. I don't right. know why failure is so scary to you. It's more, it's just, I think... And it's gonna sound stupid, but like if I don't strive it's about to become Superman, isn't it? No, 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 no because it's uh, no, it's just an insecurity within me that I'm getting over as I get older, and you know, I'm with you. It's just more so if I don't strive to be the best, then I can never fail at being it, you know. But if I'm just a, above average, I can do that. I know that's stupid. Under, I like don't know where this thing came in his head. But honestly, it's, my, it's been curious. my it's been my entire life yeah. like this. Like sports, I've always been good. I've always been good at sports. I've never been great at sports. Yeah. And then like um, school, I was always good in school. I was never great in school. The Bachelor, like I was always I'd always be good at dating. I was never great at dating. I know that sounds stupid, but like I don't think it's a coincidence that like you're hard on yourself. Everything. Like. Well, I'm not. Sometimes I am, but I don't think it's a coincidence that everything in my life has been like good, above average, but not great. It's just because I'm afraid to strive towards the best because, you know, that's when you can really fail. But if you just like coast by and do pretty well, right? It's a good life. Yeah. But with her, I mean, it's not good enough. <laughs> and no. no, and that's always been, uh, yeah. Yeah. So then, which Ashley, is why he needs me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Ashley. I love like, you. I love you. It sounds like it's sort of built in for you to be open-hearted and willing to take the risk when you see something that you really, that you really care about and you really want. Where do you think that comes from for you? I don't know. I guess that's like an eight for me. But I think I was maybe raised in a different way, where it was like, 
you always need to be like strive to do like the hardest work the best work and like rise above where i feel like he just came with this mentality that it's just fine to be uh, just above average but like yeah. i would i just it was i never <clears throat> thought like i could never get a c like what that defines average right that is a bad grade being average sucks yeah. why be average yeah, being average sucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the turning points that you guys talked about was when, um, Ashley, when you started dating someone. And I wanted to find out a little bit, like, what that was like. Like, I feel like if you still had feelings for Jared, that would have been really difficult in some ways. How did you manage that? Um, well, in the story of us, we talk about how, like, there was, there's been, like, different phases in our relationship friendship, and we were in a phase where I'm not saying that I didn't have feelings for Jared, but, like, I knew I probably had to move on. So, yeah. like, it was kind of, like, in the back of my mind, like, oh, hey, if Jared comes around one day, that would be awesome. Like, that'll be yeah. fantastic. But right now, I have to pretend, I now I have to go go along with life as if that's not going to happen. I mean, you can just yeah. be honest. You know what I'm saying here? You were moving on. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. And you've been moving on for quite some time, and so have I. If I was being honest, we were just, we were friends, but, you know, we would never talk about, we would rarely talk about dating other people, and sometimes we wouldn't, sometimes we wouldn't, but we knew we were going on dates with other people, and I think it was, that was like one of the phases of our friendship where we were kind of not fading away as friends, but... We like, weren't as close as we were, like, at that point. No, we were not. That was probably the furthest we'd been away. I was definitely he pulling was really away. He was definitely pulling away. He was really pulling away. Like, when I was around him for at least six <clears throat> months before dating anyone else, I was like, I don't think he likes being around me anymore. So, when yeah. you have that feeling around someone, you don't want to... No. Yeah. yeah, you just pull away, and I think we were both doing that. And then, yeah. So then, you were dating someone and Jared you described it as like I think you described it as a kick in the ass mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, like what did it yeah so like what did that feel like I mean well it felt awful so because I didn't know what was going on and and so I had heard rumors that she might have been dating someone um, from the show and I didn't know though I didn't know how serious it was and then I went back to Rhode Island and still had no idea of what was going on because we didn't really talk throughout that time. And, you know, I was looking up spoilers, trying to just figure out what exactly was happening, <laughs> if anything happened. And, yeah, it just sucked. It just sucked, like, seeing pictures. I'm not going to lie. It was sucked, like, seeing pictures of them, you know? Yeah. Being like, all right, this might be the guy that, like, is... is, is you know, taking your girl and it's nobody's fault but my own. And like, so it was just kind of, uh, yeah, a little sad moment, Yeah. but caused by myself. So right. I had to like, you know, so for like December and early January, I kind of just still went on living my life in this like very, uh, gray area, rainy day just trying to figure out you know what exactly is happening if anything trying to figure out my own feelings about you know how stupid i've been and how just scared i've been to do anything with my life specifically with ashley to say anything 
because I just always teetered that line. Yeah. And so it sucked like, yeah, this is the guy, this, this might have been the guy that, that took your girl and it might be too late for you. And so that was really hard. But yeah, it was certainly a kick in the ass. So, uh, you know, I had to really decide what I was going to do, if anything. And then when I saw her in St. Lucia, that's when I decided you better do something or you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. So it was kind of that moment where I had to kind of put away that, that shame and guilt I was feeling about all the mistakes mm-hmm. that I've made and, and really just try to focus on Ashley and, and be the guy that you know you can be, that you've been with Ashley prior and um, focus on that. It also sounds like you were able to really listen to your gut and follow your heart versus like <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was just taking action, you know, yeah. for the first time, doing something instead of always being scared of the consequences that might occur. Just go for it, you know. As much as like, you know, like it's really hard to articulate, but you know, you're, you're like sometimes you're just gonna fail, you know, yeah. and you just have to learn from your mistakes. But I think it takes a lot more courage to at least go after where you want, even in failure, than it does to not do anything at all. And for a long time, I lacked that courage and because I was scared to fail. And so this was a moment where it was either I, I go after the things I want or I just continue living in this little bubble that I've created over the past couple of years of just never going outside my comfort zone. And so Ashley, I mean, you were, you know, you were dating someone else at this time. So can you talk a little bit about um, how you found your way back to Jared? Like what that experience was like for you? Because it sounded like you had started to move on. Um, But then when he came back, what was the process for you emotionally? Did you feel like you had to like recover in any way or... Did it just come back immediately? Um, I feel like when he said that stuff, it, it was honestly probably just like the inevitable that I was going to be drawn back to him. And, and that's, you know, you know, that's obviously what happened. Yeah. But like while my heart was saying like, you're obviously ending up with Jared, my mind was like, you have to at least, you know, continue dating this other guy who has really like committed to you and shown 100% interest from the very beginning. Like I felt like I owed that to myself. And I also owed myself like kind of relationship experience and like getting to know other people and like how relationships worked and all that stuff. And then, you know, just by seeing Jared and as a friend over the two months, it was just like, there's, there's no way that, this isn't the person for me. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so obvious. Yeah. Very much like when Harry met Sally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a hard two months, though. Yeah. Because I was just kind of in the backseat scene, just waiting. Yeah. Waiting to, like, see if it was going to go in one way or the other. Right. Like, if you were going to lose everything. Like, I never let him know anything, you know? No, I mean, I just, yeah, it was always just, like... I mean, I'm just waiting, just waiting to know if she's going to call and be like, listen, I really like this guy. Like, I, you know, and I'm not sure if we can be friends anymore. Or I need to start, you know, we just need to like take a, a yeah. friendship break 
you know, because I want to continue dating this guy and see where it goes. That's a really scary spot to be in yeah. for you. Um, I always told myself that if if I did get that phone call, I was going right back to Rhode Island. <laughs> I was in LA at the time, so Apparently. that was like my that was my way out. I was like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, just I'll go right back to Rhode Island and. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Apparently, he loves Rhode Island almost as much as he loves me. Yeah. Well, it's tough. My friends and family are there. So it was just tough in L.A. Because honestly, and I didn't tell anybody this. Like, the only people that really knew that I was, that I, you know, exposed my feelings to Ashley were, you know, my my parents and, and my sister and my friends and my close friends back home. Um, and so nobody in L.A. knew. So yeah. it was just kind of like living with this secret and just trying to like, I remember those, oh man, it was, I remember how long the days were. I'll never forget that. It was like, I remember the, there'd be times it was like, it's only one o'clock in the afternoon. It's only one o'clock. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I'm going to do. I didn't know how I'm going to get through today, let alone like. Jared. I know. You little pooping. <laughs> I know. I remember I, I was on the phone with my mom one time. Because it's just hard. Because it's like, you can't hang out. Like the only time I hung out with my friends is if I'm talking to them over the phone. Right. And so. And like my he friends. was living with Nick Vial, yeah. and he didn't tell him anything until we actually really? were boyfriend and girlfriend, oh, or yeah. like Nick, you know dating. Nick had no idea because oh I just gosh. didn't want I didn't want anybody else's advice unless they knew absolutely everything because you right. couldn't possibly understand right. what Nick I was going through in the moment unless you knew me well enough to know everything that had happened. Because from an outsider, it'd be like, dude, it's just jealousy. You need to move on. You need yeah. to let her live her life. And I knew that wasn't the case. Yeah. And so I just, and my close friends knew that. But like but the idea n- of trying to explain that to somebody, right? as you, much as I love Nick, it just was like, I don't even want to go down this road. Yeah, no, I get that. Because he also like knew like the bachelor version of our story, which was like, oh, you're good friends, but she's obsessed and in love with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't he, know the real relationship. He wasn't yeah. always as like vulnerable. He didn't show his vulnerability towards me. I showed way more vulnerability. Exactly. Well, uh, I, mean, I to did your, like, to your friends at home. Like, yeah, they to would like get my that, really, really like, close friends. Yeah. But Nick had never really seen us outside of like a bachelor environment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a really important lesson, whether you're like your relationship is on the bachelor or not. Like no one really can know the dynamic of a relationship between two people except for the two people. Right. And so yeah. crowdsourced advice, you just have to take it with a grain of salt. And so I think I, I totally understand why, why you kept it, you know, close to your chest. Um, Cause it's, it's, it's precious and you don't want to, you don't want to ruin it. That's why Bachelor in Paradise 3 was so frustrating to me because they definitely showed the same sort of relationship that they showed the first season, which was just like, oh, Jared like likes hanging around Ashley, but she's the one in love. You know, she's obsessed. And they didn't expand on what had happened over that year, which was like... Right. The only people here that know our relationship is us. Right. And it was just frustrating for to see fan interpretations of that. Yeah. When it's like, this isn't the act. This isn't actual. There should be an extended version where Jared is just sitting in his room and he's saying, it's only one o'clock. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that was. <laughs> for two months. God, that was a long um, God. Because oh. I remember it was like, I was like, going to see you for something. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was like the women tell all something. Yeah. But it was like like a week away yeah and i remember thinking like a week away 
Oh, I remember like the next time I was going to see you was like, I don't know, a week or more so or something like that. I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to get through the days. I don't even know how I'm going to get through today, let alone another week. Because it was just like this ongoing of like her dating someone else and me being in the dark and like just me kind of like in the just in this area of waiting, which I had to do because, you know, I put myself in this position over two years of not doing anything. Right. Not listening to my gut or at least taking a chance. Right. So I just had to kind of do it. Had to do it. And now you're on a, like the next phase of your journey, which is. Yes, we are. You're getting married. We are getting married. How, how was, how did being engaged change your relationship or did it? Like what? No. What <laughs> we always laugh about how like every phase just seems to like meld together. Mm-hmm. Like for like, is That's it really, really nice. going to be that much different when we're married than it is right now? I don't think so. Well, I think our love will change. I think it's naive for us not to think that like our love is going to evolve and change because it does with everybody. Not yeah. in a bad way because we, but like, you know, it's just like the love that we have right now will be different than it is in two or three years i'm not saying it's going to be worse i hope it just grows better yeah but um but that's the only change i really expect when we first started dating i think it was like we committed to each other for life then totally it really was we just knew just knew it was like no this is we've known each other for three years we've been best friends this is so good two weeks into dating it was like it's so good and it wasn't just infatuation it wasn't just a physical thing because i think the, our biggest bond is our mental compatibility mm-hmm. mm. and now yeah. it's translated to a physical compa- compatibility yeah because there's just there's nobody i'd rather hang out with there's yeah. literally no one we've been away from like i was at a, a movie premiere uh with nick and we were hanging out and i love nick i love hanging out with nick obviously but it was like, man, I, we were away for like four hours. It's like, ah, I just kind of miss Ashley. And she yeah. texted me. It was like, I miss you. I was like, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> and it's just like this. Ashley says it best. She's like, when I'm with you, I feel like I'm alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. no. It's so weird. Like when I texted him, I miss you. It's like this. I'll just be like, whatever, doing whatever thing. And then like this wave will be like, what's missing? It's like, oh my God, it's Jared. Because it feels like something's missing. Yeah. That's really sweet. There's this quote that I like about um, marriage, and I might butcher it a little bit, but it's by David Brooks, and he says, marriage is like a 50-year-long conversation. For us, it's probably like longer than that because mm-hmm. we're hopefully going to live very long yes. lives. Okay. But, um, but, and then he asks the question, like, have you met the person who you want to have a 50-year-long conversation with? Mm-hmm. It sounds like you guys have on many levels, oh, which yeah. is very exciting. It couldn't be easier. Yeah. I never get tired of him. And I always thought, I was like, there's no way I'm going to find someone other than my sister that I don't get tired of. <laughs> and then I found Jared. Well, I'm very much like Lauren, so I think that helps. <laughs> That's that so really sweet. Helps. I always used to be like, I need to find a male version of my sister. Apparently I did. What are you guys most looking forward to about the wedding or marriage or just whatever is next? Um, I think... When is the wedding? August. August. Okay. Oh, 
soon. Yes. <laughs> That's what everybody says. I'm like, have it's you, 10 months. I know, you, it does feel like a long time away. Yeah, we have a countdown, so it's like <laughs> 307 days away. When you say it in days, it's like, wow, that's a lot of waking up. Right. <laughs> I know, but, we're excited for the planning process. Like, we just picked a venue. and Congrats. Thank mm. you so much. And, you know, we, we've been picking, we've been getting a lot done. And so we're excited to send out the invites and, you know, tell our... <clears throat> uh, you know, bachelor and bachelorette parties, like who's like we, you know, yeah. inviting them to be a maid of honor or a bridesmaid or so on and so forth. Um, but um, yeah, I think we're. What are you? What am I most I excited know. about? <laughs> who's who's like the main planner of the wedding? I have a guess. Well, but... I mean, it's me, but we've really like agreed on everything. Okay. We have like the exact same style in mind, and we have an amazing wedding planner, Troy Williams. So he <laughs> does the like, you know, the real logistics of it, and we just pick our faves. Totally. Yeah. Troy's been huge. Um, he's been a, a godsend. And so, yeah, I let her pick most of it, honestly, because I'm very easygoing with color schemes, and, you know, I just, I want like little things there for me. Because yeah. I've always envisioned, like, I think we both envisioned a very similar wedding, which is like, you know, grand ballroom, getting, you know, we had one discrepancy of whether we that? wanted to get married by the water or oh, church, yeah. but it's really not up to me, you know, and I'm okay with either. He says it's really not up to me. <laughs> it's true, that's like, not up he, to me. He says that the wedding should be a girl thing. <laughs> it totally is. Like, the, the wedding, the engagement is far more for at least in our relationship, the female than it is the male, which I'm totally cool with because like with those things, the most important thing for me is to make sure that she is happy because I know that if something's not right, I'm going to feel like a jerk. Yeah. And so, because it's not even worth it. Like I like receive more pleasure by making sure that she's happy than I do for getting it for myself. And I think a lot of guys out there would probably say yeah. the exact same thing. I don't yeah. think you're going to look back in 20 years and be like, man, still wish we got married at the water. <laughs> well, <laughs> but say. I think I would this, I would think I missed out on the church. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the day of the wedding just to be with our close family and friends and to celebrate that day. Because I do love, um, you know, whether it be a family cookout or some sort of get together, a wedding. Even weddings are really nice. Everybody's dressed up, and it's a celebration of love. And there's you know, you know, food and drinks and dancing. And um, I'm excited for that because it's it's not so much the celebration more than the the people that are there. So it's cool inviting the people that we want. You know, that's a cool thing. You're just planning a party, and you have every right to invite yeah. or not invite whoever you want, which yeah. is pretty cool. We have a lot of acquaintance friends. I call them Quens. Oh. And that's what's going to be hard about the guest list, but that's like the only that's the it only It is, thing. but the most like it's just, you know, we have a max number that we need to get to and we want to make sure that the people we want there are there and it sucks cuz I'm sure there's some people that we'd like to have there but we're just not going to be able to fit. That's all. Hey, you know what? Um, the real going back to the real question, I don't even know how life will be different. My parents say that life is different once you know something is signed and you are together forever. I'm sure it will change a little think, bit. I don't. I can't foresee it, but get back to us in a year. We'll yeah, let you know. yeah. I want to know. Um, so 307 days till the wedding. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, all right, I have a few rapid fire questions. How the hell did you know that? Did we say the I date? I said that. Oh. Yeah, that would be really creepy if I just oh, knew. Wow. Um, so my first rapid fire question, we have four. Boom. So we'll, we'll go back and forth. Yeah, you guys yeah. both answer each of them. Got it. Um, breakup vice. Do you have one? Wait, breakup advice? Breakup vice. Like something that you do that's not like super healthy that you so do you after a breakup. Like for a lot of people, it's like I buy too much on Amazon or like gotcha. <laughs> eat too much ice cream, whatever. Or heartbreak vice. I like go into like Taylor Swift reputation mode and I like want to slander them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, but towards me? No, no, no. We're talking about our no, past. Talking like about breakup past breakup vices. Past breakup. Oh, what, would you, oh. what would you want to do? <laughs> Don't worry. That would make her want to break up with me? No. What do you do after a breakup that, uh, that you like is a bad habit or like, oh, or gotcha. just like what's your natural inclination after a breakup? Uh, what did you do that one time? I think I just closed everybody off. Yeah. That's a bad thing. That's a really bad thing. Yeah. That's a really bad thing. Isolated myself. And very common with guys. Totally. Yeah. Um, favorite self-care ritual? How did you guys take care of yourselves when you were, you know, going through these periods of heartbreak? Um, well, nothing better than TV and Postmates to like relax for me. I mean, I just love facials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a huge skincare freak, so. Um, man, that's a lot of questions. There'd be a lot of different things I'd do. I would watch, uh, uh, you know, some sort of rom-com that was very near and dear to my heart, make me feel better about the situation. Or, you know, I would, sports is a big thing, so I would try to play sports, go to the gym, watch sports, just an escape. Um, but then also, like, there'd be many times talking to, a, it's amazing how, you know, I could be so pent up with, like, so many different emotions and feelings of being overwhelmed and then talk to, like, my mom for like 10 minutes on the phone and then hang up and feel incredibly better. Isn't it weird how just certain things can ground you? Yeah. I think we just build so many things up in our head and then once we start articulating them, we you know, hear how dumb they sound to be so overwhelmed by it. You know, cause I'm like, mom, you just got this and that. And she's like, yeah, okay, just do that. Do this. And like, yeah, I, I guess. All right. Yeah, you're right. It was dumb. Why did I even think that was a big deal? Isn't it crazy how that is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even sometimes when you're, like, you're asking me, like, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? I know how dumb it is in my head. Yeah, the that's thing why that's he bothering usually me. doesn't tell me. And I'm like, well, it's so eventually. dumb, I don't even want to tell you, because I know in a half hour I'm going to be over it. I'm going to be over yeah. it. Are but, you, though? Yeah. You just got to, but, like, most of the time, you know, it takes me, like, a half hour, probably. Mm. I need to, like, <laughs> leave the room, do something else, and come back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But, because I just know, like, how I just, I know I'm building up in my head, but that makes me even more mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite romantic comedy? Um, well, this is like a very challenging question mm -hmm. for me. Uh, if we're going with the romantic comedy, not just straight romance, then it's The Wedding Planner. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, but then Harry Met Sally and Pretty Woman. Like, those are my like three. Yeah, I'd say uh, either The Girl Next Door or Crazy Stupid Love. 
Just they just <gasps> crazy stupid love. Crazy stupid love is really good. It's so fantastic. Speaks to my heart. But so does the girl next door. I really relate to Emile Hirsch's character. So it's. I just feel kinda... like that's just a straight comedy. I don't really feel romance. That is there. a romantic comedy. Bite your tongue. You haven't seen it in a while. Then. <laughs> when I mean romantic comedy, I usually think like Julie Roberts or like yeah. Kevin Heigl. Well, there are like many my best different. Friend's wedding. Not yeah. like a not like a boy version. Would you consider Ten Things I Hate About You a romantic comedy? <sighs> it's almost a teen movie. It is. Yeah. Yeah. We can we argue about genres sometimes. <laughs> it's a yeah, but there's also a lot of movies that cross over yeah, between know. different genres. Yeah. I know? would say Ten Things I Hate About You can be a crossover. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. We like answer questions. No, you're good. You guys are so cute with your rapid fire. You just like get lost in a conversation. Yeah. Um my last question is what advice would you give to your heartbroken self having having gone through everything you've gone through and been on the journey that you've been on and like knowing where you ended up what would you tell her i'll start with you ashley you're going to be shocked how this ends up (laughs) and you're gonna be really happy one day that's it um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, because like with girls, all like your your thing when you're going through breakups or like bad times with the guy, all you're like, I'm gonna die alone. I'm gonna die alone. It's only him. It's gotta just be him. And I'm just if I were to tell myself like four years, even three, two years ago, that like wait till you see what happens. I literally that's what I'm gonna tell my myself. Wait till you see what happens. Wow. Um. Yeah, I would tell my heartbroken self to just um it's gonna sound really dark just enjoy life more and to not be so concerned about hurting someone's feelings or being afraid of the consequences of some of your actions because the only way you get anything in life is by taking action and i think for a long time i was just so afraid to like just do anything step outside my boundaries that it just led me to like this this place where I didn't want to be because I was so afraid to act. And then of course, like just like anything in life, like the more you think about it, the more it becomes your reality, and then like the more it becomes your just normal every day. And so that's what I would tell myself: be like, just just stop being so scared to say something or do something. And I don't even mean that. I mean, obviously, the most important thing would be with Ashley, but like just anything in life. Like if you want to do it, just go, go do it. Don't be scared. Like, don't think of the consequences. I like, oh, still every I don't day. want to spend the money. I don't want to. I don't want to like. Yeah. You know, whatever. You know, it's just it's better. I'll just do this instead. It's like, no, just do it. Go. If you want to move, move. If you want to do something, <laughs> do something. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about the consequences. And obviously, that kind of relates back to Ashley of being like, yes, you might be unsure about your feelings. That's okay. At least tell her though that you're unsure about your feelings instead of being like, no, nope, right. it's better off we're just friends, just friends, just friends. Right. Just be like, no, try it. Yes, you know what? You might break her heart, but you also might fall in love with her. But the only way you're ever going to know is if you do something. Right. Yeah. I always used to tell him, I'd be like, Ken, I I would much rather us try this and then it ended poorly than you just to not try. Because I always like felt like he wanted to try. Yeah. So I was always like, why aren't we just like, why aren't we just dating? And then if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And he's just like, because... No, I just don't have those feelings. I don't have those feelings. And I'm like, are you sure? Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to remind you of your advice to yourself every day of your life now. 
Just I like do it, it. Jared. It. Just freaking do it. <laughs> just do it. No, you're right. I tell, I tell, I do, I do tell you that every day. And there would be times where I'm going to look like an idiot. And there'll be times where I fail, but there'll also be times when you succeed. Yeah, I don't care you know? if you fail. I think you should, really really nice. you, should, you should do a Nike campaign. You should, you should do a Nike campaign, campaign. now. Yeah, just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that could work out. I like that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You, you guys are so cute together. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> thank um, you. And congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. We really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having for us. Thanks for being here. And thanks for being so open and vulnerable. Oh, of course. Anytime. Story yeah. of our lives. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The story of us. Many practices. Thank you so much to Jared and Ashley for visiting Men HQ. They were on their way to a spa day, which is so cute. It was an engagement gift. Uh, I hope it was relaxing for them. We've got some great episodes coming to you soon. Be sure to subscribe to On The Mend on SoundCloud and iTunes and tell your friends about us. You can follow Mend at Let's Mend on Instagram, and you can follow me for behind-the-scenes Mend updates at Ellen Huerta. 